Welcome into Jaguars Reporters. Day one of the NFL Draft presented by Bono's Pit Barbecue and Cadillac. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, Ashton Sullivan, Brian Sexton is in Cleveland still as we record this podcast. The Jaguars have two Clemson Tigers on the team now. Trevor Lawrence, we had a pretty good idea was coming. Travis Etienne was a name bandied about a little bit, but here he is. Um, Ashlyn, you were in the bowl tonight. Let's start with you. The reaction of Lawrence is what we expected, I think. How about the reaction of the ETN pick? It was funny. We did a, a little mock draft where we raised some hands and we threw up some names, and Travis ETN was the overall favorite, and I thought, you guys are crazy. There's no way they're going to pick him. <laughs> and I was wrong. On stage, in front of everyone. I, I truly thought this would maybe be the first pick tomorrow, and yeah. that would make a lot of sense, but... It's clear that they want speed and they want explosive weapons, and they got it. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, if I had had to do a parlay or whatever it is, I'm not a gambler, JP, <laughs> but it's I probably would have put a Lawrence-ATN combination you know, as the third or fourth possibility. I mean, I would have put him as, a, as one of a handful only because of what Schlin just alluded to. This team – tipped its hand clearly, Balky and Meyer, anytime they were asked about running back or wide receiver, they said they wanted to get explosive and they wanted to get speed. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that if it had been a Lawrence in a safety that I w- wouldn't have been saying the same thing, that that yeah. would have been a possibility. Right. But this is not a surprise, and it speaks to what they want to do. They want to be dynamic and fast offensively, and Meyer has said several times there weren't enough big plays for this team Last year, he wants that to change. Yeah, and Brian, it feels like this uh, ETN pickup, we'll get to Trevor in a minute, but the ETN pickup uh, is, as John said, dynamic. You can line this guy up anywhere in the offense. It's almost an Alvin Kamara feel. Yeah, he has explosive ability. Anytime you watched him, I mean, you could see why he was twice named the ACC Offensive Player of the Year. This is a guy that uh, you like to say can score from the one. He can score from your one-yard line or the opponent's one-yard line. Yeah, right. I mean, he's got that kind of ability. I'm not surprised they took him. I am surprised they took him at 25. Um, but obviously, they stack their board. And, you know, there's, there's always a question about, well, are they really – were they really true to their board? Are they just telling us? Because we don't get to see it. But, you know, you saw those linebackers go there in, you know, in the teens. And then you saw some of the pass rushers go in you know, the bottom third of the draft. And I can't help but as I look at how the first round unfolded, sure seems to me like they stayed with value. They didn't reach. Uh, um, they didn't, uh, they, you know, they, they, it could have been very easy for them to come out and justify a defensive player there because they were there. Um, to take ATN seems to me like they found value. No doubt about that, and uh, of course, the value at number one overall is the quarterback. He's going to say, you know where they Trevor got some Lawrence. value, yeah, that's some value. That's valuable. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's everything we hope for and more, I think, in the, in the aftermath of that, Ashlyn. Yeah, that was an awesome moment. It's everything you could have written up. I turned around, and there were people crying in the stands. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm not lying. There were and grown that's men, cool. too, which makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a moment and that... it wasn't John this no. time. I was crying, but it wasn't about John. <laughs> I, I double-checked to make sure, John, get back in your seat. But no, it wasn't John. Um, yeah, it was an awesome moment. Everything you could have pictured, and I think his, his press conference validated everything we thought of him, which was incredibly genuine and 
excited to be here. He's he's impressive, and we're all excited to meet him. We always make these comparisons to what this guy is, and mm-hmm. he's dropped the Peyton name a lot, but that's, uh, John, what it kind of feels like here. Yeah, you know, I wasn't around Peyton in his first uh, two or three years, yeah. but uh, you know, he, obviously Trevor ha- showed a tremendous maturity, as, as we've alluded to and we've uh, talked about him over the last few months. He has been QB1 of his team, of the country, of his class, whatever, since he can remember, since, you know, Ever. half his life. And I'm exaggerating there, but not by much. He's ready for this. I don't know if he was born to do it. I don't know if he was like this when he was eight years old, but he's certainly been trained to do this for the last uh, seven or eight years. He's as ready for this challenge uh and in that way, he is uh, comparable to Peyton. Peyton had grown up in a football atmosphere. I talked to him once when he was in high school, and he, he struck you with his maturity. Trevor Lawrence tonight struck you with his maturity. And what struck me, I think you guys listened to the press conference as well, he seemed very genuine in what he was saying about Jacksonville. He seemed very genuine in his way. And, you know, I don't, I don't think you can fake how he was. I look forward to getting to know him a lot better moving forward. Brian, he's everything that uh, the Jaguars fan base, I think, has hoped for uh, really forever. You know, I mean, I just, as we've looked at this possibility since last year, we talked about being a Southern kid from Georgia who played at a Southern school in South Carolina, the long hair, the affinity for his his Christian faith, uh, uh, graduated college, married. I mean, he just, he fits this market like a glove. And I've taken to calling him Peyton Manning on the field and Tim Tebow off of it. And he's done nothing in the last couple of hours that I have had a chance to listen to him um, to dissuade me of that. I I believe in who he is as a player. And um, if he's as good a player as it appears he is a person, based on that that Zoom call we had with him, uh, the Jaguars have struck gold. And it's about time. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited to see the offense on the field in OTAs. Yeah, all right, let's do it now. I mean, you know, I'm really excited to see him in the regular season, certainly. <laughs> but I mean, let's just get something out there, John. Right? I hope we can fan. Right? I hope we can get some fans in here so we can see him crying. Again. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You guys think I'm, I'm kidding? I'm so blown away by that. It, it uh, really did happen. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting to watch because you've got Trevor Lawrence, you've got Etienne now. Add to that James Robinson and Carlos Hyde and LaVisca yeah. Chenault and DJ Chark. Yeah. At some point, I'm assuming one of the next three or four picks is going to be a tight end. As I alluded to in an earlier show, in the last two drafts, with the exception of Carlos Hyde, all these guys have come here in the last two or three drafts. It is a young offense that's going to get a chance to grow together. There's already a lot of potential there with Chark and Robinson and Chenault. You know, so now all of a sudden you add these two dynamic uh, playmakers – it's often said you buy defense and you draft offense. It seems like the Jaguars are going that route, and we're going to see how it works. All right, so let's uh, wind down here on Jaguars Reporters, the day one recap, and we look ahead to day two, and there are some names that are familiar that are still available. You know, we can talk tight ends. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've done that a lot. Those guys are still out there, a lot of those guys. Um, the, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. that he's available. That, yeah. He was a first-round slam dunk, pick, yeah. right? I mean, he's still there, Brian. So there's some options there tomorrow at 33. Yeah. Well, and, and if you want the size in the middle of the line, if if 
you're trying to find a way to stop the run this year. Um, there hasn't been a defensive tackle selected yet. So yeah. whether it's Barmore from Alabama or the Nixon kid from Iowa or the uh, the kid from Washington, whose name I have not even attempted to pronounce yet, there's a big guy in the middle of your defensive line as well. So lots of options. And as I've said before, premium pick at 33. The phone lines will be burning up tomorrow. Whether they get an offer that they like enough to pass at 33, I don't know. But they're going to have lots of people who are salivating over the prospect of getting one of those players. And that's great. It's great to have highly valued players on the board at 33. Trader Trent, we didn't see it today. Might we see it tomorrow? Yeah, and this is just maybe me at 1230 at night. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they move out at 33. I, I just maybe a spot or two back to move much further back than that. You know, I've got to think that just like there'll be other teams falling in love with players tomorrow, I've got to think they have a list of guys that they really like. Mm-hmm. The Notre Dame, my linebacker, you know, again, uh, as Trent Baalke said during the press conference tonight, he doesn't ever look at any mock drafts. So I I, I kind of think from getting to know him a little bit that he's probably telling the truth on that. Yeah, sure. That, but I don't think he knows exactly who Jaguars fans have been wanting. But it sure feels like there's going to be two or three guys there at 33 that they want. Um, if that's the case, could you move back one spot or two maybe? But sometimes I just believe if you if you like a guy, take him. Yeah, Urban no, said today beforehand that uh, he did look at some mock drafts, and that was a mistake. He's not <laughs> going to do that again. So, uh, hey, Slynn, who do you want tomorrow? I like I like the Notre Dame linebacker because when I did a mock draft two weeks ago, I said, oh, they're going to take him at 25. And now that he's there at 33, mm. no-brainer. Mm, I like that. No I, I'm brainer. still on Barmore. He's going to be in the tomorrow, big time. Trent, listen, this is a no-brainer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Brian, what's your travel schedule? You're back with us tomorrow night, right? Yeah, I land about 8.30, so I should get there for the uh, the wrap-up at the end of the evening. Okay, we will look forward to that. Thanks for your coverage in Cleveland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, Brian. Looking forward to getting back. It was cold on the lake tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> well, dress warm, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, Brian Sexton in Cleveland. John Ozier has coverage on Jaguars.com. The written coverage. Ashton Sullivan, great job in the bowl tonight. Thank you, sir. And uh, for our entire crew, for Joe Fortunato, Max Hockman, Brent Reber, and everybody, this is J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars reporters during the 2021 NFL Draft, presented by Bono's Pit Barbecue and Cadillac.